Hakeem. And I'm Crystal. And this is Eat, Sing, Carry. You may know us from absolutely nowhere. However, join us as we discuss our personal experiences, popular culture, spirituality, and other topics that we have a hard time addressing. In a nutshell, we will talk about anything from drag queens to Jesus and everything in between. Eat, Sing, Carry starts now. Let's talk about G-O-D. Let's talk about you and me. Let's uh, talk about uh, all the good things and the bad things that may be about the church. Let's talk about church. I can't. Oh, people. Oh, old oh, people. Help me now. Shout it out. Oh, uh, all the Christians. Let's talk about church. All right. Christians. I'm so good. <laughs> Oh my God! All the Christians now. Oh, all the Christians. So confused. Let's talk about church. What the hell? And <laughs> where the hell did that come from? Because we're talking about the church. But I'm still kind of like, which that was. Let's talk about G O D. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be about the church. Let's talk about church. You are a nut job. <laughs> it just felt like that was in your spirit. What's funny is I thought about it last night. I, I was can't. like, ooh, I'm going to sing this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm too dead. <laughs> Did, that you really had that prepared. I did. You like it prepared. <laughs> I'm dead. Had my A selection prepared. Had it ready. You got you a B selection. I have nothing ready. See, I had us. had us round. You did. Welcome y'all back to another episode of Eat, Sing, and Carry. Apparently, <laughs> can I carry on, please? That was a carry on. Was it a yeah, full carry or a full partial carry? Because <laughs> it's so. It's like such a hypersexualized song. God. <laughs> hey, I might be onto something. Ha ha ha. Oh, like, she's just blasphemous. Oh my God. She's going to cut off. <laughs> Y'all going to be right with me, so what? <laughs> Child, that's a mess. You are tickled and I'm confused. I am still. Oh God. That was a good laugh. I'm literally crying. <laughs> I am confused that you are tickled. Ooh, I wish it was just. Ooh, I wish it was a live recording because your face when I started singing. I was so confused. Like, where are we going? <laughs> We're going on a ship. On a, I don't know the words. Ain't not feeling like a ship running to the sky. Little Einstein, little Jesus style. <laughs> okay, no. Okay, anyway. Anyway, we're back, back again. Me? Yeah, I'm done. We're back again. <laughs> we're bike, 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 bike again. In Jesus' name. Ah, shout out. I was just about to get there. Damn it. This is going to be a horrible episode. I'm going to tell you. Not horrible in a bad way, but out of control. What, 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 what's, what's going on? What's going on in the news? What's going on in the news today? <laughs> well, let's talk about what I'm listening to first. Okay, what you listening to? I didn't listen to Simone. What? <laughs> what? I'm going back. Okay. What? No Simone. I listened to PJ this week. As you can see, I listen to the same stuff a lot. Circle. Don't do that. But like low key, I've really been listening to. Like, in the morning when I get ready to go to work, I have this playlist called Meditation. Okay. And it has, like, India Irie on there, Give Thanks, um, like, her inner Lewis Grains that was on. Which album was it? It was a black album. Black. So, okay, you don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening. It has Grains on there, and also has... It, it's weird, because my meditation list is weird, and so there's no gospel on there. But there's Jill Scott's Jaremi Kofasala. Okay. Jale Fasula. That's on there. Um, Orange Moon is on there. Okay. So it's really, it's really every every morning I listen to that, or at least one of the songs off of that, or if not the whole, it's like seven tracks. Seven. It might be more now, but every morning I listen to that, and it's like my my meditation before I go to work. 
And then after that, I cut it, cut on late lab and cut on some gospel. Like they get me hyped or whatever because it's been my it's been my routine, my ritual, my morning ritual so far. It's so weird that you said India because in preparing for this episode, you know what song I thought about? What River Eyes? Oh yeah, I listen. Me I started listening to her podcast. That was all off key. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we know what you meant, sir. But soon, um. She has a podcast, and she's it's called Conversation. Okay. And what she does is pick one of her songs, and she riffs on it. So she explains the whole song, why she did it. And her first song she did was she talked about Worthy because it's a new album, but a, a very first official um, episode she talks about um, I Am Light. Okay. I Am Light is also on that list that I listen okay. to. Listen. And so when she re- she did I Am Light twice, she's like it's the first song she ever recorded twice, and. She said, um, and, and it, it really gives me, gives me an idea of who she is as an artist. Like, I, like, you know who she is as an mm-hmm. artist, but her mission in life is to make music that's healing for people. Okay. And she said when she did the album, Songversation, The Medicine, she said she uses that as her meditation. She says the purpose of that song was for healing and meditation. That's that awesome. whole No, that whole album, not just the song. That's awesome. So now I'm like, let me go back and listen to that. Because I'm like, she read that I Am Light? Hmm. But... When I first heard that, it has like the um, I don't know, I don't want to I don't want to say it wrong, but it's like the the Buddhist um, chant in the beginning. Okay. It's like the Om. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, of course that's already like sound therapy and stuff like that. So I went on a rant, but India I've been listening to. I guess my spirit is just kind of like I just need to do some kind of settling. I've been old this week. Real old. Do-go-do-do. I'm your mama. I'm your daddy. I'm that nigga. Marvin. Is that? I'm your pusher man. Marvin Luther. Al. Luther. Which Luther? All Luther. All Luther. Okay. Big skin and medium. All of the Luthers. Medium Luthers. Just, you love uh, Luther in all his stages? Yes. You did? Yes. Because I, I honestly, maybe, because I'm not like a huge, I'm not a Luther fan like you are. I didn't see. Everybody's like, I like Big Luther better than Little Luther. Ignorance. Was there a difference in the Luther? Song selection. <laughs> That's what I'm like. The Luther sounds like Luther, Luther a.k.a. the gospel Luther. Luther is Luther 24-7. No matter what Luther was singing, it sounded like Luther. Who did his tribute when he passed? You remember? That's a little bit of a minute. Nobody worth doing it. Oh. I'll tell you who's worth doing, who they shot or should have got. I think they did Usher. Was one of the people. Darwin Hobbs should have did the whole tribute. Should have did the whole thing. Like, that's gospel Luther. It is. <laughs> He's able. So, what's going on? So, that's all my music. So, what's going on on the internet that you've seen? Going on and the going on. <laughs> I have nothing, right? Nothing pops out to me as I was scrolling. Of course, there's some foolishness always on there, but nothing I was like, oh, let me talk about this foolishness. I can't think of nothing. I got something. So I was when I was not working at work. Oh, there, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> when I was not working at work, <clears throat> my um, I went on YouTube and it a whole bunch of Monique videos popped up. When I opened my YouTube, a Monique video popped up too, but not like a whole bunch. So she is different conversations. She had one about her relationship with Oprah. She had one about her relationship with. Whoopi, she had one about her relationship with Steve, and she had one talking about mental health. That's the one I most recently listened to, the one about mental okay. health. And the guy who was filming was just like, she was basically saying, old Monique was mentally ill before she met her current husband. And the reason she said mentally ill was just like, a lot of traditions that her family had held true, true to that were toxic in their family she didn't realize that they were toxic until a true friend made okay. her sit, and that happened to be her husband, made her sit here and say, hey, look at it this way. And she realized in that moment that her, along with women in her family, would, would, are mentally ill or were mentally ill because of these traditions passed down throughout her family. She didn't say what traditions they were, mm-hmm. but she says a lot of stuff about greed. She's mentioned a lot of stuff about greed with her mother and her um, women and her family because they're trying to get her. When she started getting money, they kind of started changing on her. Okay. Um, but anyway, <coughs> the guy filming the show brought up um, Charlemagne the God. <laughs> what about Charlemagne? 
and how Charlemagne the God has been on this whole thing about black people and mental health. And Monique and her husband laughed. She was like, how? <laughs> and that piqued my interest because I've always, I've never been the biggest fan. Of Charlemagne? Of Charlemagne. Oh, a lot of people aren't Charlemagne. I feel like he's very toxic. And that's the first thing she said. She said, you can't be an advocate for mental health when I've witnessed, heard, and saw you pour so much toxic stuff into the black community. Mm. And I was just like, oh. Because I felt the same way for a long time. I was like, you can't be here one day and then call somebody a donkey of the day for something. I get it's funny, but it's some of the stuff that you're calling people donkeys for is like, homie. <laughs> yeah, I really don't. Like, with that, Charlemagne, child, please. But what I was going to say about a donkey, like, I don't watch, let's say, show enough of a interview I want to watch. Right, true. That's the but, only time I watch I never see the donkey of the day stuff, so I, I wouldn't know, like, his history behind that and she was like and her first she's a she's a big thing of i'm not saying that people can't change okay but they were saying is first you have to recognize your fault your hand in the in the in the issue and that's the toughest thing you have to realize that you've poured a lot of toxic stuff into people's lives before you're going to talk about you're going to advocate for the mental health of these people which i thought was very interesting that she brought up her whole conversation with whoopi because, you know, Whoopi pretty much just, Whoopi told her pretty much, don't look out for the girls after you. Worry about yourself. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Whoopi, what, where would we be if these people like Earth the Kid and um, who's in charge of the girls? Can't think of her name right now. <laughs> didn't look out for us and let people call them nigga. Who's in charge of the girls? I couldn't think of her name. I am in charge. I'm in charge of the girls. Yeah. <laughs> who's in charge of the girls <laughs> but anyway she was like if they didn't let people sit there and call them nigga and tell them they weren't worth this and tell them they couldn't do this so that we as women could stand up as comedians and do what we do and how you gonna tell me not to look back at the girls that's trying to follow behind us mm-hmm. and she said when she found out how much Whoopi is making on the view, view I'm sure she it's said and it's not it's not she said Whoopi is Settling, and she said, hurt her feelings to realize Whoopi is settling that much, and she's been on that show for ten years. It's been that long. It's been ten years, and she said, if you're accepting that, what hope do women like I have? Because mm. I don't think she can pay more than anybody on that show. And it's Whoopi. It's Whoopi. <sighs> well, that that's a different beast within itself. And she brought that up, space she's in. And she brought up Steve and the whole... Uh, child, child. Steve and them, that mouth. So apparently he cut out a lot of the interview. He went on the D.L. Hugo show and said he cut out a lot of the interview to protect Monique. Quote, unquote, pick, protect Monique. You're protecting yourself, sir. She said that. She said, Steve, what you cutting out anything for? She said, I didn't have a problem with anything I said. So apparently he went on the show saying... Something about white boys did this and how these white boys treated me and doing this and white boys that. And they was like, just because you didn't air it don't mean those white boys you were talking about didn't hear it. You were the number one, number four show on air and they still got rid of you. Still a nigga. Exactly what they said. They still <laughs> see you as a nigga. And I, like, I don't know why these celebrities... Your status, your money does not mean a thing when it comes to the grand scheme of things. They still see you as a nigga. Every time. That's what she said. She said, we're, 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 we're playing the game the quote-unquote right way, but we're losing our integrity in the meantime. So do you think there's a possibility to play the game and then flip that thing on them? He tried and- that. That's what Steve did. So apparently Steve went to the network saying he wants to own his show. So he owned that show. Mm-hmm. Like that was Steve's show. With Family Feud? No, his about? talk show. Oh, his talk show. I forgot. I forgot he had that. And over oh, the little, the little, the big, little big shot. It was one of them shows. That isn't was number that when? Um, isn't T- Tiffany Haddish doing it now? I don't know. No, this might be another. But show. But he owned whatever, whichever show it was, and oh, they the still got rid of it. Cut him right on off the air. Yeah, I don't know enough about it to speak on. I'm not saying like I'm saying like the business aspect of how it works. That's what know. they were saying. Like he tried to play the game. But, like, even playing the game, sir, you got Well, I would say this, you know, even though I don't know the the business side of it, but I'm sure in some sense there's a way to, if we would just have this thing, this collective mind as black people, we got our foot in the door. That's what Tyler talked about. Yeah, but we got our foot in the door. Now, let's come together. Build our own table. 
and build our own table. That's what he like, said. Like, yeah, and that's what I think. Like, there's a poss- there's mm-hmm. ways to do it. And if Tyler's saying it, then that, I, I didn't hear his whole mm-hmm. speech. I kept hearing about it. I was going mm-hmm. back and listen to it, but I didn't. I heard it was a great speech, but <clears throat> that I'm for that. Like, stop stop eating from the crumbs from these people's table. Apparently, that's and what I'm saying. Go make your own loaf of bread. Yeah, they don't. People not hearing that though. Sweet bread cake, whatever you want, make your own bread. Bread, you know. Well, but yeah, that's what I listened to to this week. That's what that's I was interesting. looking at on the internet. You know, Monique. They can say a lot of things about Monique, but I think I feel like anytime Monique speaks, she's gonna tell exactly how it was. She said, Monique, She said you could say anything about me, but with nothing you one thing you can never say about Monique is that she lied. She said that's all I care about. She said you could say I was abrasive. You could say I did it the wrong way. But you can never say I lied. And this is why all the stuff she's mentioning, I believe every word she's saying. Because I mean I'm, I'm so, I feel like she's been very forthcoming. And and it's, people saying you're doing it the wrong way because it, it makes them look bad. And it's so funny because remember we talked about, I think we talked about apologies one time. And she said she she, <laughs> she felt like she needed to do it. But she was at an Oscar party. Mm-hmm. Filipina. Apparently, this person does an Oscar party for all the black women who've been nominated and won mm-hmm. Oscars. And so, this time, it was Lapita's turn to be nominated. So, they went around the room with all the women, and Oprah happened to be in the room after Monique had been trying to con- make contact with Oprah for, like, forever. Okay. I don't know if you know what the conflict was with her and Oprah was, but apparently, Oprah called Monique and told Monique, you know, I want to have a show with your brother that molested you. Oh, no, Monique, I never knew nothing about and that. And Monique said, all she told Oprah was, that's cool. I just don't want any parts of it. And so there it was. But when, when the commercial started coming out, apparently Oprah had her mama on the show, her brother that was her former manager, her daddy, and the brother that was a molester on the show. And apparently Oprah didn't tell her none of that. She just said her brother. She just said the brother. So when she tried to call Oprah back and be like, hey, we didn't talk about this. She was like, I don't fool with my mama like that. And we had that heart-to-heart conversation. You know why I don't fool with my mom like that. But that's still my mom and I want to protect my mom. And I don't want to put her out like that. Mm-hmm. They still aired the show. So when they finally got in this room, she was like, she told us, all she could tell Lapidia was like, it's your turn. Do it how you feel is best for you. But then she looked over to Oprah and was like, you know we need to have that conversation. And she said... (laughs) (laughs) I've never forgotten, ma'am. Right. And she said the only thing Oprah said to her, and she was like, it was like a cop-out. It was like a dame-dash and situation. If you felt like I did you wrong, I'm sorry. I hate those kind of apologies. That is not an apology. And she said, that's not... you, You still haven't acknowledged what you've done. Yeah, I'm sorry, I made, I'm sorry I made you feel like that. That's pretty much how she said she apologized. And she said, that's why she still can't. No, I'm not letting that go until you publicly apologize for what you did. Well, there's that. But anyway, that's what I watched. Well, you had a lot of interesting things. Well, it was one thing, but it was interesting. <laughs> I, yeah, I've been really... What have I been doing? Just scrolling and looking at foolishness. <laughs> so nothing caught my eye for real. So let's get into the topic of the day. Relation. A religion, spirituality, um, God and them, um, and all the, the people, collective, the collective, the bodies, all of that, <laughs> the spirits, the spirits. Um, this is going to be a part, a two-part episode. Yeah. I am excited. Um, nervous. You're nervous. Yeah. Why? This is like a touchy situation, a situation, conversation. And I actually don't care what people think. I don't <laughs> either, but it's touchy. <laughs> it's touchy, but my walk is my walking. Jesus. Folks, don't say nothing. He's Jesus. That was before he was crazy. Well, I think it was great. Well, no, that was before he was crazy. <laughs> I, I'm not touch on that. But, but that was that was saying Kanye. I ain't say that, that was because his, his, that was his, Kanye. His, that was good Kanye. His now church at they be saying it. I ain't gonna say no. Nah. Oh, you talk. Oh, yeah, I've been, somebody sent me the as we lay thingy, and I just haven't watched the whole video yet. But anyway, I'm distracted by the clothes. <laughs> we talking about <laughs> religion. Yeah, I'm distracted by the um, potato sacks. Yeah, I'm over you. They look like potato sacks. So we've been religion or just our journeys. Our journeys as well, because <clears throat> we've been dibbling, dabbling throughout almost every episode. But it was like that's a conversation for later. 
We have. Almost we have. every episode. And I think it needs a part two conversation. A two part conversation. It might yeah. be a three. But we're probably going to do a three here. Y'all can meet us at a coffee shop or something if y'all <laughs> want to talk about that on, on another day. I'm fine for you. You know, it's my juice. That's let's, let's have your coffee juge. and let's talk about it, you know. And I don't know all the answers. And that's good. Don't know all the answers. But what I will do is research. <laughs> and I can get back with you. Or we can wrestle together. <laughs> I'm sick of you. Wrestle. Just like. So, I had I made a comment earlier, and you said you disagree. I said I felt like religion, society, society has. How did I say it? The religion with society has well has grown or you say progressed. Like I think I said something. About you progress. probably said progressed. I think it was something along the lines of yeah that religion and society has progressed. I, why do you say that first? I mean where there's more light and more, not acceptance, but we are dabbling more. We're not necessarily, more Who people. Is the, okay, so define the we. More millennials and, and younger are. And actually some, some Generation X's. True. Are dabbling more, taking from different religions and cultures. And that's what I mean by progression. Okay, because I was just like, no, these these niggas still stupid. They still stupid. I mean, just as far as... Well, I still wouldn't totally agree, but I get what you're saying. Okay. Um, okay, let me say, let me, let me back up. So, I forgot I was about to say. <laughs> okay, religion is a lot. I'm going to go through my head with that. But um, I only say, I say this because there are still some... Because the baby boomers, they're still alive and well. And it's a whole heap of them. Yeah. It's a whole heap. True. Of them. And they kind of pretty much got control of most religions. That, well, I can't speak, I can speak for Christianity. But baby boomers, they have, okay, so the Generation X, Generation X and older millennials, that's their parents. Uh-huh. Because my parents are definitely baby boomers. My mama, just think about me and my mama conversations. Like my mama's, my mom's funny because like growing up, we didn't listen to like the caravans and like um, the real quartet music. And I'm from a small southern town, so it's just like we listened to. I listened to the Hezekiah Walkers growing up, and the and the and the gospel choirs like that, and the, and the Kirk Franklins and the contemporary gospel of the '90s. That's what I grew up listening to, hymns and stuff. That wasn't my mama Jewish. Okay. So she was a little contemporary in that way but now talking to her about religion I'd be like she, she told me I was too liberal one day I said no I'm not I ain't too liberal girl what you thought, <laughs> girl, what you thought? but no back to what you said before I, I'm skipping I don't know I'm kind of like honest, like the, the balancing skill is like going back and forth to me on that and, it's, and I guess that's from my lens because my walk with Christianity and religion has been a little different from yours okay and, ooh, yeah, yeah. So that's, I guess that's <laughs> coming from my lens that I feel like it has progressed. Now, you said something. Now, would you say that you said that they're dibbling and dabbling in different religions, but do you think that, but do you possibly think there's been an enlightenment on what's already in the in the Christian text, in the biblical text, and it's kind of like, oh, it's been here all alone type thing, or they dabbling with others? I think more so they're dabbling and then going back to do the research and say, hey, what I'm doing here. It's also documented here. I got you. It's kind of like, I'm not far from which y'all demonizing me, but I'm definitely not far from what's right here in this text. Exactly. That's okay. what I feel like a lot of people are doing. A lot of people, just, or just you? I think I like a lot of people. Do like you I, think like you come like across a lot of people like that? Uh, yeah. Okay. But I think I, but you also, my friends are different. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. True story. My cousin texted me this week and she had bought some sage. Okay. So she texts me, she's like, hey, do you, I'm paraphrasing, but you know me, I usually like to read my receipts, so I'm paraphrasing, shut up. Um, she was like, hey, do you burn sage? I was like, yeah. And she was like, this woman just like demonizing me for buying sage. I said, let me guess, she black? <laughs> first question, she black? Then my next question was, she really churchy or she real churchy? She was like, yeah. I said, girl, don't pay on no mind. I said, I knew that we, it's all I needed to ask. I said, I figured that when you said it. I said, people demonize what they don't understand. Of course. 
And so I asked, I said, um, I said, now, granted, I said, what? ask her about the, the wise men and the frankincense and myrrh. Um, like, kind of, what was that for? Or, you know, what did they bring Jesus? And she was like, she was like, um, she didn't know much. She was like, what's that you said? I said, I said girl, I said, she's going to tell you you're wrong regardless, even if you say that. Right. And I was just like, I was that's like, not the same thing, right? You know. And she was like, I was, I was, she was like, I, she was like, I knew if I knew, no, need to know anything about that, I didn't text my cousin. I was like, see, y'all not gonna make me the resident sage Burma, okay? You are that though. Shut up. <laughs> and it's just, it just makes me think how, like, we demonize so much stuff that we don't understand. Now, granted, I'm still learning. Like, but I'm, I'm, I'm a little opener. I'm, I've never been like this closed up Christian oh my god and now I do think some things of how I went about stuff was like I was tripping I was drinking the Kool-Aid yeah a lot of us well I know I drank a lot of the Kool-Aid because I was I was like a newborn baby let's talk about your journey Hakeem well let the people know who well, I think we talked about a little bit in our first episode true. maybe but well if the people don't know I grew up Lutheran and for those that don't know what Lutheranism is, Martin Luther, not the cane. It is <laughs> Lutheranism came about. It's the first break off from the Catholic Church. I'm I'm paraphrasing. I I might be wrong in what I remember, but it was a You're lot. You're confirmed of, in the church, right? I was confirmed in everything. <laughs> I've never um, met a black Lutheran till I met Hakeem. My whole church is black. Um, yeah, that was and that's a two or three sister churches in Pensacola that's all black. I'm still shocked about that. Um, but basically, you know, if I'm not mistaken, Catholics pray to Mary to get to God in essence. Well, they pray to Mary or something like that. Okay. If what I was understanding. Listen, I ain't Catholic. I, That's what I, they don't, they don't pray directly to God and Catholicism. I mean, I know the little pieces of stuff. I'm not like, but like the, the something about us. Martin Luther didn't agree with that. And so they broke off from the church. In essence. White churches do that too. Mm. <laughs> white people do it too. So ain't on the black churches. So the, the whites are doing so, that too. With the white first people. break off. So the closest thing to classics you're going to get is Lutheran. Um, grew up that all my life. But what's different about my journey is I wasn't forced to go to church. So I was kind of like given the opportunity to develop my own understanding of God and church. Because when I got to the point where I could stay at home, my grandma used to come in my room. You going to church? No. So did you really do it when you was little? No. I did when I got to when I started singing in the church is when I started going on my own. Makes sense. That's your Jewish. So question, love. So how did you go about the process of being at uh you was an altar boy? No. What is that altar boy? I'm sorry. Alkalite. Sorry. <laughs> I had to think about it. Alkalite. What do you mean? So, was that just because you were, that's when you were going with your family? Like, so if you're a child in church, you can be an acolyte. Ain't no problem. Well, I'm saying, that. like, because you said you had an option to go to church. Yes. So. I would come to church and I'd be like, we ain't got no acolyte. I can't go get the po- go get the candle. Okay. It's not like a black church for real, man. I can't, can you do it? I guess. Pretty much situation. We pretty much, we walked down the aisle first. And is that the reason why you got confirmed? It was because it was just expected of me. Of all kids? Pretty much. If you go into the church, you're going to get confirmed. Oh. So it's like, it's like the baptism. I didn't get baptized until I was like 13. Okay. I, I, go to, I went to a missionary Baptist church growing up, so there wasn't no acolytes and none of that. So yeah, you, acolyte, if you don't know what acolyte is, it's like they right. walk down the aisle in their little robe first. They bow, light the candles. Then they, they, take, they take up offering. They do all of that. Really? What's the purpose of Alkalite? Don't ask me all of that. Okay. It's almost like an altar boy. So he was an altar boy. In essence. The priest wasn't bothering <laughs> Sorry. We didn't have priests. I'm being sarcastic. I, I know the Lutheran church didn't have priests. <laughs> but no, it's almost like an altar boy where they pretty much, we hold, we light the candles like the for the um, Advent season. We light them. I mean, what's close to Catholicism? Uh-huh. So I mean, I get why it's, we did it's a lot par- of that almost stuff. parallel. Yeah. But anyway. Because Methodist Church has acolytes too. Uh-huh. Okay. And I mean, you don't see them often, but like some of the more traditional churches, you may see it like on first Sundays. Okay. No, we did it every single Sunday. Yeah. I've seen like, I've seen like on first Sundays. And but, then, praise the Lord. Growing up that way, you know, 
I didn't really go to the typical black churches often. The one time I went with my cousin and she um, sh- shouted and fainted on me, I never went back. Baby, I was terrified. <laughs> you hear me? I was just like, what's going on? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then my mom's um, boyfriend at the time took me to a holiness church. Oh. Big mistake. <laughs> Huge <laughs> mistake. Baby, they started clapping on washboards and tambourine and <laughs> sticks. Baby, I said, no, man. Pam. We left it for an offering. I said, we got to go. Oh, my God. No, ma'am. Oh, my God. Scared the crap out of me in there. I was like, this is too much clacking and shouting and yelling. I said, I don't know what this is. We don't do that type of thing. We get up, sing our little song, and we sit back down with our hymnal. That's about it. Oh, my God. But anyway. I'm so tickled. Got to college and wasn't going to church, period. Okay. And then a friend of mine walked into my apartment and was like, it's collegiate Sunday. Get up. <laughs> Literally. She was, I was like, I ain't got no, she was like, I don't hear you got no clothes. You can put on a family shirt and make your way. Boom. And so I was like, damn it. So I got up and went and never left. <laughs> and See at, what the law. But I did leave eventually. But here, anyway. Uh, has done. It was in that time, in that space. I was afforded the opportunity to do a lot more learning because at that particular place, there were people from all different denominations. Mm-hmm. So I was exposed to a lot more things and a lot more thought processes, which helped me to develop my own. Mm-hmm. And as I got older, I started to see my own, like the, how we talked about the God I was introduced is not to the same God that I know now, that, met, mm-hmm. that I met, or that I know now. We're still knowing. You know what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. From the God that I am still getting to learn, I started to see things. Okay. That I didn't agree with, that I did agree with, that are like troubling. And so. Was it more so God or doctrine? That I was bothered by? Mm-hmm. Doctrine. Because I, I was like. My thing about doctrine is, it's putting God in a box. You put God into this, this doctrine or this this something that worked for that time period, for, how, for however long ago that or was. Someone's game. You know what I'm saying? For a long time ago, that so that supposedly <laughs> God gave us. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it even when it wasn't okay. Okay, I'm really about to get in church history, but no, go ahead. And I, it's certain things that I was just like, if we're truly gonna go by this book. And the things that it says in this book, you're doing the complete opposite in these services. And it also depends on how what you believe. If, if the, <clears throat> good God, if you believe that this book is the divine inspired word of God, or you believe it is the word of God, gotcha. that, that's two different things. Uh huh. So I guess me feeling became bigger than written text, if that makes sense. Expound I mean, because I think I got what you're saying, but we want to help, help the others. If we're saying God is continuously talking to us and, and maneuvering us and, and, and directing our path, mm-hmm. my thing is there's a feeling we should have in these moments. Okay. In my in my thought process. Okay. You know, so when I'm seeing different things going on in worship that not are that are not conducive to the God that I'm getting to know, I start getting uncomfortable. So, and this is without trying to black, like throw anybody out there. Well, no, I mean I was taking like that's, I want an example of like something you feel like you've seen in churches. I'll give I'll go ahead and give an example. I'm not gonna put anybody out there, but if there's a moment where I'm not like, <laughs> okay, say for instance, someone's in need of prayer. Okay. And it's something, especially something very serious. Okay. Almost everything should stop if this person is asking for a corporate prayer. If that's if we're the body, okay, and we're here to help each other corporately, okay, the pomp and circumstance doesn't matter. So sometimes, so you're saying you feel that sometimes churches allow the pomp and circumstance to really overshadow the God's ministry side work. of it. Okay, okay, the work of God also always gets overshadowed by the pomp and circumstance. In my opinion, do you think that's what the church has come to? Yes. 
And I, and, okay, I think in some things I feel is just, okay, let me say, I don't want to say this. No, I, I agree with what you're saying. But also I think some some things are just, and I'm not making excuses. I just think some things are aesthetically the black church. Agree, but I'm not saying now that now that is I'm, that's I'm just on the sidebar of what you just said. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not doing it inclusive to what you just said. Okay, and um, it's almost like people get carried away with the the yes. aesthetic. There's just something like, for instance, like the black church. You're going hooping is a thing of the black church. Yes, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm not saying that you're any less of a preacher or a teacher. Or you giving solid information. We just know a close is just a part of the, the sermonic part of service. Right. Now that's that's, that's some if hands and bust about that that too. But, Agreed. <laughs> because some of y'all just saying I ate fried chicken and want to get to the holler and ain't said nothing. Hey, nothing when was there nothing in that message. They had no content. And, and people used to say, "Teach me and then preach me." I'm all for that. But you got to have some content, sir. You got to give Ma'am. me something before you get stuck. I had some fried chicken yesterday with mashed potatoes. You like people modulate, change keys, and all this stuff. And you want all this stuff done. Say? But what did you say before you got to... I'm all for clean and nasty hoop. I am here for After it. After you've taught me something. After you've got me... Yeah. I'm sorry. I jumped the preacher. No, you didn't. You but did. I'm just... Yeah, that's that. I'm sorry, but the whole the, I'm for it. I mean, I can go for the teaching style. I can go for the teaching and preaching. But please do something before you get to your celebration. Your end, y'all wait for the celebration. Is what y'all put on on YouTube. I mean, fine, very well, that's good. But what the what did they say? What did they say before all this? And sometimes what they're saying is this hoop up like, what are you talking about? And, and, and adding on to that, it's like okay, sometimes the choir could have took the church there. Like you were in that space already mm-hmm. because of the Pankham circumstance and because of your ego, you you maneuvered God out of the way to put yourself there. But then you're going to say in your prayer, happen. you're going to say in your prayer, God, remove me and let your will be shown in essence. But you just move God out of the way <laughs> You just like, like to place like, yourself you like there. Put your foot up and you kick God You right get what I'm saying face. though? I feel like the Pankham <laughs> circumstance a lot of times outweigh what we're saying we're about. And, and you know, I, I I will see preachers argue that because between musicians and ministers of music and sometimes, oh, sometimes the, the music ministers do what they want to do, blah, blah, blah. But sometimes, yes, all this happens. And yes, um, sometimes you all don't preach because, you know, the, the Spirit of the Lord is there. Sometimes you just preach because you feel like preaching and they exactly. want them to hear your voice. I get, like, I don't get that, but... But it's kind of like that battle between music ministries and the preachers. Like, listen, we're not trying to steal your shine. But if the Lord had, if God had God's way with this selection. Let it move. Let it, it, it was funny because I just saw a musician post on in Facebook about, I guess they were in a service. And, um, and, uh, and the music ministry did what they had to do. Okay. And he was just like he, the musician was like ranting, like he was ranting, but he was just like saying, "Yo, like he really, what we talking about? This really, this really, I'm paraphrasing, bugs him when a preacher does that, like just kind of like, okay, we done all that. Keep it was it was the preacher or whoever was like doing the worship leading of the service. That's what we call in the Methodist church. That whoever was presiding the service was just kind of like moved it on, but it was apparently the anointing fell, and." And then I saw a couple of pa- a couple of pastors in the, in the thing that said the same thing about oh sometimes the musicians and don't they'd be trying to make four things go and then the guy responded and the pastor was like okay I can go with you there type thing they, like musicians he said musicians had stopped playing but people were still going it wasn't the mute they wasn't it wasn't the music and I see, uh, the musicians can't instigate stuff but if that's what the, is what God but I'm is saying sometimes them? the instigation is not right either okay that's what I'm saying I can I'm, saying, I'm that. saying that moment. He was saying they were not playing. It were it was just that thick in there, and he was just expressing it. And then I saw some other pastors on there. Just you know, all that whole battle. We got to stop battling between the music ministry and the pastor. We got to remember God first in the church. Yeah, I've seen play points where the musicians instigated stuff, and it was it just wasn't there, or you missed that moment. I've seen where the pastors. You shouldn't have preached today, sir, or ma'am, ma'am, and sir. You get what I'm saying, though. And it's just, I'm sorry, y'all. This is actually gone from religion to Christianity, but that's okay. Um, I mean, you want to talk about religions? 
No, it's okay. I want to talk about. We're talking about our standpoint, so it's gonna be a series anyway. <laughs> Not a series, um, but we can talk about religions. But go ahead. But but adding on to that, I was. It's so funny because in this whole conversation, you know, the person I kept thinking about, and as far as development of their walk, Kurt Franklin, because he's very, he's been very adamant about things that he's seen in the church that he feel like are, there are bad teachings and, and bad habits and bad traditions. And it's so funny because we watched Sunday's Best. Mm-hmm. And he was talking to one of the singers and she, he was he's the mentor this season. So he was working with her and she was trying to do all these runs and riffs, but that's not her voice. And she was explaining that to him and she was like, I want to apologize to you because we as the black church have this thing where if you can holler, that's the anointing. You screeching and screaming, but and that's the anointing. But if you have a sweet, smooth wrong. voice, you ain't got no oil on your throat. And he's saying, like, you know, that's not right. That's not what the, if we're going to go by this Bible, that's not what the Bible says. It's like I want to publicly apologize to singers he like said that's not what the Bible say? in essence. I can't I can't I'm quote about the say, scripture. What, what the Bible say about that? It's something about we all have the anointing. If we're gonna go by this, we all have the anointing. You know oh, he was he, he quoted the scripture. Okay, I was like, yeah. wait, I was like, how keep it with you? <laughs> so and he was like, you know, that's not true. It's just like basically Time and circumstance. Yeah, because you can holler. You anointed. And I'm going to shout and run off your holler. But then you get 85 years old and can't sing. It sound like a, <laughs> sound like a, a, a Grinch that smoked 15 packs a day. Not a because Grinch you, smoked 15 packs. You done hollered all your life. That didn't mean you got, I done heard plenty of people holler and they ain't do nothing for me. Actually, after a while, if I hear too much running, I get Okay, go away. I'm like, all right. I can't listen to you. All right. God bless and God keep. But someone like Jessica Rita with a smooth voice can take me there in a second. Okay. So I just feel like the pomp and circumstances definitely got in the way of the message and the healing and the teaching and so many missed opportunities because we want to follow this pomp and circumstance. And I feel like going back to this generation and, and some of the generation before and the newer generation coming mm-hmm. have already. true have started looking elsewhere. Okay. Because the pomp and circumstance have gotten in the way of what they need in that moment. I feel like a lot of people get lost. What you mean? In the like in like even in like within the congregation because it's like of course you can't feed everybody's needs and wants. Okay. But when you focus on a certain group of people, you lose a lot of people. Example what churches that <laughs> you know me, I'm example like, what churches have a lot of older and a lot of younger people. Where you're gonna follow this pomp and circumstance to, to to appease your older people, but then a lot of younger people is like this traditionalist and these traditions are basically holding us down. So where where is my space in this? Where where am I gonna fit into this? Okay. So what about churches that do a healthy blend? I haven't seen one. You haven't? Not 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 like consistently. Really? In my opinion, no. I'm shocked. Huh? News. That's my personal opinion. I haven't seen it done. I've seen churches try. And so, how do I want to say this? You don't want to say it? How I said, how do I want to say it? Okay, I've seen churches do it, but at the same time, it's kind of like, how do I say I don't even know how I want to say it right now because I'm trying to. <laughs> so you think, do you think there is a way to do it? I don't know. I don't know. Quite honestly. To appease all the people? No. Especially when you have like the hierarchy of churches. So I know a lot of times the leaders have to maneuver and so they can't always do what they want. But I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) 
I just know. I just know it's, it's harder for me now because traditional churches don't work for me no more. How do you define a traditional church? Let me ask the, you that. The whole pop. This is the pop. The whole. You keep saying pop and circus. You know, so if you went to a black church, you know the dog on pop and circus. No, I get what you're saying, like, but like, I'm th- I'm trying to figure out. You say pomp and circumstance. I get. It. I've been in black church my whole life. Okay, so okay, we'll take we'll take it off the table. I'll come back to that. What is it that you look for? What kind of if you if you could dream a church, what well, what fits for you now as where you are in your walk? What is that you desire? Let me say what is that you desire from a church? Let me say it like that. A church where, honestly, my whole thing is letting God move. That's a big part for me. If we're in a space where, you know, I understand there's certain things churches have to do. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But God comes first. Okay. We don't have to do that today. Kind of situations where you your hoop don't come. You know what I'm saying? Like you can I don't tell know what you're you can tell we're not <laughs> getting with your hoop right now. So maybe you need to move on. You know what I mean? Like I just want people to get out of the way, okay. which is hard. Let's go back to pompous circumstance. Okay. Define as something that's in service that you consider pompous circumstance. I need to raise $50. I need 10 people to come up with 50 <laughs> Oh, you, okay. okay now so. I need $20. And then it's like, okay, we got to read all these announcements. And then we got to recognize all these people. And then we got to uh, talk about this. And then we got to talk about that. And then we got to. You saying it should never be done in church? I'm not saying never. <laughs> I'm just saying sometimes those things get in the they'll stop a worship experience to make sure that they do those things. Got you. Okay, see see how to, you got to expound on what you're saying cuz I've been Cause it was really blank where we've been high in the spirit but now you got to come and read the announcements for Sunday. Okay, and the announcements be held alone. You get what I'm saying? No, I, or, I, get I was just trying to understand what you was because Papa circumstance was really, really a blanket statement. It could have been a lot of stuff. That's why I want you to define it's it more. It's more so the traditions, the tradition, the 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 traditional. You're fine thing. with the traditions of the church, but just don't let that hinder the move of God in the yes, moment. So let's say t- if something really, really amazing happens in service, and everybody just comes to the altar, just bombard the altar for prayer, and maybe it's just time to go into the sermon. Might not even be the needed. Well, I'm saying, need I'm just saying, yeah. like, if there was other stuff in between that and the sermon, just go straight maybe to just the trying, sermon. Yeah, you be trying to get rid of the sermon. Not like you don't no. want to hear the sermon. That's not, I actually, <laughs> I'm messing with you. <laughs> but <laughs> but you're right. Forget the sermon. Saying. We're never going to do it. Like we we're in that space already. Let's go ahead and keep us there. Okay. It, okay. Okay. I can go with that. Like, because I was just trying to understand what you were saying about blankets. And I'm not blanket statement, but pop and circumstance. That, that could have been like a lot of stuff. So I was wondering if y'all want to clear that up so I can have a better understanding. Because I'm really, I'm in the, I'm in the space now that I don't want nobody to preach at me. And how do you? What is preaching at you? I have to ask this question. To make sure <laughs> preaching at preaching at people is more of. I, I, let me put this first. I'm more of a. I like to be taught rather than preached at. Let's start there. Do you go to Bible study? No. Why? Haven't found one I wanted to go to yet. Because honestly, this is where you're going to find most of your teaching. I know. Dealing with these Negroes. But <laughs> I'm okay with a little preaching every now and then. But I want to be more so taught. So you're good with the teaching preaching? If you can mix it, you're good with that. I'm good with that. Okay. But I want the core of your your the sermon. If you can mix that, I've met a couple pastors or preachers. I want to say pastors that can, um, and there's a difference um, that can. Oh, you you just getting all the people toes tonight. Huh, I don't King? care. <laughs> um, that can mix the teaching in with their preaching style. If that makes sense. Okay. Like it's almost like you're preaching, but I, I'm hearing some t- some teaching coming out of your throat. Okay, okay. Like you're enlightening me on some things, but it's not something that's personal. It's more stuff that is learned. Like you, you've done your research. Okay. Like it ain't something like grandma said, daddy said. You were doing your exegetical work. You did things. You exegeted the text. You did your thing. 
Okay. You didn't exegete, you exegeted. You went and got some you went and got some books from back when <laughs> and you re- cross referenced and you did your, your good you get your, your, your due diligence. You did the good due diligence. You hear get me? Your mouth together. You did your due diligence. But that's what I want. I don't want to be like condemned all the time. Like I don't want that kind of preaching and I don't want the happy preaching. I want the pre I want the teaching. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Relate what's going like I like for if you're gonna read a story from the Bible, kind of give me what's going on in that. What do you know about that time period? You know what I'm saying. What's going on in the community? What's going on with government? You want that good exegetical word? Yes. <laughs> because how can you relate that to what's going on today? It was. It was. I can't remember which theologian said this, but pretty much they said every preacher should have a newspaper in one hand and a Bible in the other. I'm here for it. And that was said a long time ago. I am here for that. I don't think it was Carl Barth, but um Bart, but um it was some theologian that said that you should every preacher should have a newspaper in their hand. And it wasn't it wasn't a Ryho Neighbor either. I don't remember. But they said newspaper in one hand and a Bible in another. And it's also with that being said, the preacher needs to be well versed in other cultures. Because a lot of times, especially with black Christian preachers and pastors, they are condemning what others are doing, rather than, you know what I'm saying, teach, you know what I'm saying? No. Okay. Rather than, like, okay, one summary we went to, he talked about chakras. He talked about. Oh, you're talking about that, what else people are doing. He's okay. talking about. Well, you know, people see that as witchcraft. So the different names. He said Allah. He said all of those things. And he was like. I don't care what you call God, as long as we're getting to God. Oh, that's an, it's funny. I ain't going there, but I get what you're saying. You're saying other 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 people are doing. In other words, you're saying things that may be a little that have been white people have demonized it, and like for instance, like you know, certain things that we've seen in media that's seen. Oh, that witches do that, or that's witchcraft, or that's that's black magic and all that stuff. Listen. They turn that snake. They turn that staff into a snake. So I want to know. I, I want to know. Just about I want to know what that was. And you part the sea. Come on. I'm, and I'm just like, but and we can get further into like something happened in the biblical text that people just it's there, but it's like. But then you see this stuff. Oh, they they, they no, this this random stuff. This, and like I'm not gonna get TV and religion. That's a whole different conversation. Um, for me, where I am. In my walk. Oh, I'm sorry. I kind of took over. No, it's okay. It's okay. I'm I'm kind of tying this into what you said. I'm just in a space when I'm reflective. Two, I mean, of course, getting my my seminary degree. um, That completely changed my life and how I view the text, how I walk in life, how I move in life, how I treat people. Mm -hmm. It was just a complete change for me. Um, I'm very much liberal in my thought. And... um, even in how I view Jesus or um, just all kind of stuff. And and I'm at a place where, I'm, one, I'm not going to argue about religion, but I'm having a problem having a conversation. Okay. We don't have to have the same. And I, I, I like having conversations about it. Let's talk about it. We don't have to have the same um, views, but be willing to have a Because some people, <laughs> I had a friend that, and I, it was it was a long time ago, and I said, "Is Jesus really the only way?" When I say he argued me down, I was like, "We don't have to argue." Just a conversation. I said, "It's just a conversation." I'm talking about God, and it was funny. I did it on purpose. Thirty eight high. I'm talking about beat red, <laughs> and I was just like, "My nigga, calm down." No, my nigga, calm down. My nigga, calm down. It's okay. Just calm, just calm your soul. I just wanted to put something out there. Let's talk yeah, about this, it. This, this dialogue, you know. And I do, I do random stories to my friends. It, it's funny because I like to see they rough. <laughs> get rough with it. It's bad, but I'm just like it's funny. I, I, I'm at a place where I want people to really. If I was teaching, if I was, and that's my goal in life to be Dr. Jackson, but challenge where I, I'm I want to challenge your thinking to where you are because I think a lot of times what we have you know what this this our walk is really not ours okay expound on that our walk is really not ours it's it's um mother and them grandma and them 
my mom and them, my preacher when I was five, you take on their theology. That's true. And you've never sat and developed your own. So now you're regurgitating what you've been what you've been taught. And sometimes what you've been taught always is not and it's funny because as kids, we were so inquisitive. We was like, that story don't make sense. But in some way, we've been indoctrinated okay. to not think on our own and to not see stuff in our own, from our own lens. And whatever your lens may be, it may be a liberation lens. You may have a feminist lens. You may have a womanist lens. You may have you know, a queer lens. You may have all these lenses when it comes to the text. But somewhere along the way as adults, from coming from a childhood to adulthood, we've, we've, we've adopted the, the theologies of others. Okay. So we never really get, to, we never really get our own theology on what we believe in. We're taught how to read the text. Yeah. Instead of being able to read it. Because as kids, when we read that stuff, it's like, that don't make sense. Like, yeah. how is this man in this well? Why was it the first thing in my head? It, just little stuff like that, stories like that, kids question. But we like to tell them, don't you question God? And so we 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 stifle and it's their growth. And here we are again, stifling those kids' growth, even when it comes to religion, when it comes to regular stuff in life. Kids are so innocent and free that we don't allow them to maneuver and understand. So they become indoctrinated as adults. We're not taught to read. The Bible is saying where we'll read the bluest eye or with those metaphors. Because you, you, you can, because in the Bible is full of metaphoric stuff. And we're not taught to read it that way. And the, the bluest eye, you kind of like, you depict it and you, you, you break it apart and all this stuff. But then when you get to this text, it's like, the, the church folks tell you, ah, 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 ah. You're getting a little too. You're getting a little too. A little snazzy. You better stop that. If you can see Dizzy Dora holes. And people going to be mad when I'm about to say, the Bible is a text. It is text that can be examined there are redactions in this text there's so much to this text it was translated when stuff going to translation well, you know you know good and god darn well when stuff going to translation stuff, stuff you're, gonna left out. you're gonna miss the meaning you're gonna miss like whether it was feminine or masculine and all, all this stuff so i said all that to say on my rambling is that i'm really at a place where i'm still learning I'm still understanding stuff. I'm 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 a forever student, and I haven't I've accepted that that I'm forever I'm forever learning, and in this life life I'm a student. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I just want to challenge people to even and no matter what age you are to do that work for yourself and really try to like it's gonna be hard that embedded stuff that we 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 has been packed onto us for years. It's hard to break. Very but hard. Really. Sit with it and be like, you know what? There's nothing wrong with me asking these questions. And I just, I'm still, I bet you some of the stuff people still ask as kids, they're still curious about. And, and they're adults. And they just won't ask because they've been told not to question God. True. Definitely true. I know for me, I know a lot of times, and it'd be some of the people that's the most unchurchy people in the world trying to quote the Bible at you when they feel like you've done something I wrong. I hate Bible quotes. I'd be like, sir, when the last time you've been to church and you're trying to quote something at me? I don't care if you go every Sunday. Use the Bible quotas. They, they're on a part of, quoting a part of the scripture. Ask me what says before that and what's after. What's going on in the text? Tell me. Because what you're quoting may be something that's very oppressive and I can't be bothered. <laughs> and don't start me on that. <laughs> we are a royal priesthood. Please go ahead. Mm. I want to hear it because I don't know it. Yeah. Go read that. Go read that. Okay then. Go read that and tell me what you see around that around that whole little phrase right there. Okay. But that's just another thing. You know, if y'all want to have Bible study, come meet me at <laughs> Y'all ain't having no Bible study. No. Might as well. For what? Teach the people. No, I'm good. Help the people learn on their own. So as we close this episode, we're gonna make this a part two. Um we're gonna have some guests. Are we? We're gonna have some guests. Really? <laughs> We're going to have some guests with us the next time. Um, and I'll just wait for them to introduce themselves and we can talk a little bit. And, you know, I will say that they are seminary trained. Um, they're, they're preachers, uh, pastors. They come from diff- two different areas of pastoring. Um, more of that pastoral care and counseling, the more the therapy side of things and all of that. Okay. Um, and the other one's just a pastor <laughs> but no also they're, they're really into and I don't know if they want me to tell this but sorry um, I'll let them tell it I'll let them tell it I'll let them tell more about themselves um, 
And we're gonna have a good time. We're gonna still carry on like we do. As usual. And talk about G O T. Let's talk about Q and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that make me. Let's talk about church. Let's talk about church a little bit, a little bit. I'm through with you for the Any day. Any parting words today? Do your work. Do your good work. Do what? your research. <laughs> You're crazy. Keep learning. Keep pushing. Keep striving. Keep trying to be better. Better than yesterday. Come on. Give a word. Here's my closing words. You ready for my closing words? I'm waiting. Are you sure? I'm waiting. Let me get myself prepared. If you don't love yourself, oh my God, how the hell are you gonna love somebody else? Can I get a amen up in here? Amen. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs>